I hope you guys can hear me. Most of the technical no, tools were my No, 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 no. We just had it all the way across the board today. But I do want to say, Miss Hartz, you were the first person that walked in and I said hi to you. I don't want to not say hi to you again. <laughs> you feel our pain. I know. <laughs> but it's good to see everybody here. Rolo, thanks for following. We saw you. I acknowledged you earlier as well. And thanks for everybody who stopped by. Uh, you guys already heard from the other guys. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG. We're going to jump right in. You guys see that our title for this week is Scam Citizen. And if you also notice on the bottom of the screen, is a disclaimer that says we don't think Star Citizen is a scam, but we thought that the title that was due to Fast Car. Fast Car told me to put that on there because he wanted to make sure we don't get kicked <laughs> off. But uh, the title of the show is actually, you know, eight years and still here. So it's been eight years. Some people might say eight, nine, seven, whatever the number is. And hopefully we're going to bring some clarity to that tonight. Uh, but everybody here, uh, we do believe in the project for Star Citizens. We have our criticisms, and we will acknowledge that. There's no white knights in the room, but there are some strong advocates about Star Citizen, and hopefully we'll be able to address a lot of concerns and questions asked. Yes, there's a little bit of click clickbait, Rollo. Okay, I'll admit it. There was some clickbait to that title. Uh, so anyway, let's jump in, guys. Um, you know, Unique, you were saying earlier that you started back in 2012 with the original backing. Uh, and I think one of the questions I asked you earlier was when you decided to back this, you mentioned because it was Chris Roberts. Did you have any concerns about the development or were you pretty much just curious and kind of saying, let's see where this thing goes? Well, I'd done some crowdfunding things uh, up until that point. And uh, when they started and it was a Chris Roberts game, I was all in. Um, it was only like $60 to buy the package, which is what I did. And, uh, but I'm a software engineer myself. So I knew it was going to take, you know, 10 years to do. I believe the original asking was for like 10 million. He was putting up like 2 million himself. He's trying to raise 2 million. And then he had some people that would commit the other 6 million as, uh, like a studio that would fund it the rest of the game. And that's what the original thing was going to be. And again, it was only pretty much just going to be squadron 42. So how hard could it be? So, you know, with 60 bucks I was in, I didn't believe it was a scam at all. Okay. And so the whole thing, I know crowdfunding back then was kind of popular, but it wasn't really popular in relation to video gaming. I know a lot of independents were doing it, some smaller companies. Did the crowdfunding aspect kind of mess with you at all? Or were you kind of like, yeah, for the deal, what I'm getting, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of artists from music and, uh, you know, uh, shows and things like that. I had backed a couple of small independent movies before. It was a changing time coming and, you know, lots of solos going out there. I think Prince had decided he was going to do some solo stuff on funding things and going solo. So that, that was kind of the trend with just starting then. And again, it was, you know, hey, $60. Uh, Everything I've seen Chris Roberts pretty much produce and get out the door. I didn't really care if it was a publisher or not. I liked the idea and I was backing it. That's basically it. Okay, cool. Gio, what about you, man? When did you when did you jump into this whole thing? For me, I jumped in back in March 2014. I decided to buy my first package. Um, but before that, I was kind of following the project. Um but how I filed the project was because I was actually following a game called No Man's Sky, which many of you know what that is. Um, at the time when I first seen that game, that was my my star system. I wanted to be like the trading and hanging out with your friends and flying ships and going to different planets. And then I kept seeing people in the comments like, oh, yeah, 
uh, you know, Star Citizen is going to shit on this game. And blah, blah, blah. I kept seeing that multiple times. So I'm like, all right, enough. Let me go see what this game's about because I'm tired of seeing Star Citizen. And then I went to go look up what Star Citizen was, and I fell in love. Like, it, it made me jump into PC gaming. Between that and uh, DayZ are the two games that really pushed me to um, PC gaming. So I, that's when I started backing, and then I've been backing since ever since then. <laughs> now, I, now, if my memory serves me correct, <clears throat> excuse me, if my memory serves me correct, you, it's interesting that you mentioned to me that you were a No Man's Sky advocate at first, but you also were one of the first people I saw who threw up red flags about No Man's Sky. Because uh, I didn't know you were a big advocate for it, but I remember when you were kind of saying, I don't think this thing is going to be what they're claiming it's going to be. Is that, isn't that that correct? <laughs> Why did y'all delete my Anuba fire? Y'all some trolls. I knew. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I started seeing the red flags, well, Really, because of Star Citizen, I start seeing the red flags because um so we, we get spoiled to how development with Star Citizen is. So you get to see every little um, you know, de well, not every detail, but a lot more details than pretty much any game out there. So when they give us like the little snippets of that and little snippets of that of uh, like whatever they were doing, it wasn't adding up to the hype of what I was looking forward to. Um, because all the tech that Star Citizen has showed me and got me into. Um, I'm, I'm always looking at these games like, eh, Star Citizen is already doing that. The tech, you know, Star Citizen is already doing that. So at E3 and Gamescom, all these games, I don't even get hype no more. I, like, the tech that we always see is is amazing with Star Citizen. So that's when my reflex kind of went up. I'm like, eh, I don't think this little team is going to be able to do it. Mm. And then Sony had kind of, um, I think, backed them or gave them some, right. some money to put on their, their platform first. So I'm like, okay, it's going to be that type of deal. The publisher's going to make them rush. And even now, they're still trying to play catch up with the DLC and stuff and things like that. And the game is just, it's just still not there. Um, some of the main components of the game just aren't there. The, the, the gunplay is real floaty. The spaceship combat is kind of mess. So it's not, it just wasn't up to par to what I thought Star Citizen was going to be. But it's not kind of, it's not fair to put them up to, you know, what is it, a $400 million project? Compared to however much they had, you know, they got wiped out and had to start all over again. So, who knows? The game probably could have turned out different if, you know, PS4 or Sony never would have came in and helped them with their money. So that's a good point. I have a quick question for Gio. You said you were a console player before you before you moved to PC. Absolutely, I was an absolute player. Never played a Chris Roberts game. I was just sold off the the hype project. The, Everything he was showing, I'm like, holy cow, I didn't know this stuff could be done. Mm. So that's how, that's how I got sold into it. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay. Now, it's and here's another piece I do want to throw in. If for those of us, a matter of fact, all of us were around at this particular time. You mentioned about No Man's Sky. The other game that people were saying was going to be the game, quote unquote, was Elite Dangerous. And yeah. both of those games, and I remember, I mean, I, I remember backing Elite early. I didn't jump into No Man's Sky. And the reason why I didn't jump into No Man's Sky was that I did not necessarily like the look of the game because it kind of had the kind of cartoony thing to it. And it, and nothing against that because a lot of people like that. That's one of the reasons why I don't play World of Warcraft. You. you know what I mean? I'm just, I usually don't either, but I, I was just sold on the spaceship. Right. I'm like, whatever, I'll look past it. Right, right. And of course, they were talking some big stuff. I mean, in Elite, I think I saw that, which looked much more realistic. Um, but it was, it was interesting how different people were kind of 
almost pitting those games against our citizen where other people were saying, no, they're all very different. They all kind of have their own flavor. I think we like the fact that there were more space games coming out because there hadn't been any PC space games for God only knows how long, but it was also kind of bad that uh, people were trying to use the other games and say, well, look, uh, you know, Elite Dangerous is already out and it's got this and it's got that, you know, or people were saying, no man, Sky's going to come out. It's going to blow Star Citizen out of the water. And yet, and still both those games are still, as you said, Gio, are actually still being developed even now you know after people oh, have paid yeah. cash for it some of them are paying for dlc to continue it at least the guys with no man's sky are smart enough to try to keep their word they ain't charging for all their updates but elite you, you yeah. had to drop dimes to keep up with elite you know which is a whole nother story well, to be fair they're both mmos so mmos are never really are never really finished yeah they, they keep on but don't say this is gonna be the same thing gonna be the same way when, when it finally um launches yeah yeah their business well the, the, the problem with elite um, I bought the game too. People think I hate on that game, but I bought it to want to have fun. Mm -hmm. But when I see stuff is wrong, it pisses me off. When you charge for stuff like multiplayer and you have to charge a premium to land on planet, that's a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that just, you're going to split the community so bad with stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure when the, uh, when you could walk around in your spaceship, I bet you that's going to be on the DLC pack too. So if you bought the base bundle like me, you can't do any of the, the like a lot of the cool stuff that's out there. You cannot do it yeah so, so i think you know that's a, a major problem. i understand you got to get your money and all that but i'll I, there's got to be a better way especially in your community like that with with features like that pay the feature I, I don't like that at all yeah yeah <laughs> i i got bought into elite dangerously the 75 dollars on the first offering out there and within a couple of months the game still wasn't quite working and they had a, came back with another offering asking for more money and i was like uh I don't understand. I didn't get what I paid for the first time. So I'm not signing back into that. And I had bought that game to actually fill the gap until Star Citizen was done. I was looking forward to playing it, but it just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well, listen, I want to jump a little bit here and change the channel and kind of get us into the motion of what's going on next. Uh, Fast Card, if you could talk a little bit about this, uh, The Escapist, because this was one of the first articles that popped up that started this whole questioning the development cycle for Star Citizen. Can you tell us a little bit about the Escapist issue? Do you remember any of it? Uh, yes, the Escapist issue was um, back in 2015. I can find the exact date real quick. Um, I think it's, it's a... It was October, October 2015. October, October 2015, thank you. So yeah, um, basically it's, it's talk about how, the, as the title says, employees speak out against the, um, against the project saying how well, some of the things there's allegedly some racism and ageism and other stuff going on about the project. Um, as far as I remember, some people were were let go over this um, article, and um, and it got picked up by a bunch of other um, places like Forbes and uh, other magazines, but um. And then uh, Star Citizen, there's another article that says Star Citizen putting a lawsuit against the escapist. And as far as I know, the escapist issued some corrections or something like that. And I don't know what happened to the, to the lawsuit or if there was, was ever one. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember them saying that there was a lawsuit, but I never heard anything come of that at all. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing, oh, and let me say this as a disclaimer. There's some issues that were particular about the year 2014. For those of you who remember, Chris, at one point in one of his interviews, had talked about how he expected to have Squadron 42 out by 2014. 
Now, I think this, right. this is another issue that there's been a lot of confusion because people quite often mix up Squadron 42 and Star Citizen. They throw them in the same bucket. Uh, and um, Unique, you were around when you did the original backing. Your original backing was for Squadron 42, right? Star Citizen came up as a thought later on. Is that correct? When you originally backed? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely correct. So uh, it was originally for Star Citizen or for Squadron 42. And one of the stretch goals was to move into the persistent universe. They had to actually raise money to, to vote for it and decide that, yes, we want you to make an MMO out of it. And so that came much later. And then that started some of the revamping, which obviously extended the uh, timelines. But everybody was okay with that. It's like, hey, that's what we want. That's what we're paying for. So revamp it, make it what we need to do so we can get the game we're paying for. And I'm glad you said that because people often wanted to use the term feature creep. And to a degree, there was some feature creep, but it was also by consensus. Yeah, but it was also by consensus because they put that out there for the community and the community said, wow, this sounds great. Yeah, well, if you want to do that, we'll throw some more money into the pot to see you develop and take this thing even further. So I really want to make it clear that the difference between there was never a timeline, a date set for Star Citizen. There was a date set in relation to Squadron 42. And as we know, later on, it became a, a running joke where Chris was told uh, that basically he, he would get in trouble if he ever said any more dates again. You know, I think Fast Cart, we were in 2016 down in L.A. Geo, you were down there, too, in fact. And, yeah, and, yeah, sir, I had a ball. Yeah, Chris made a joke about the fact that his staff would kill him if he ever decided to say a date again. OK, so that's that's one of the things I do want to point out. Now, here's one that i know will get some blood pressure going some of you all might remember this particular image, image. Uh, oh i'm sure this image will probably raise some blood pressure but some of you might be able to talk about it geo do you remember anything about this picture in particular i mean obviously he's blowing all the backers money you know? <laughs> <laughs> not, not building the game he's got a yacht he took the money and ran off obviously <laughs> But uh, I see a guy enjoying his birthday. Um, yeah, tell the story about it. What was going on with that? Having a good time. I forgot which birthday this was. Mm -hmm. uh, was it two years ago? It was in 2015, but it was his birthday. You're absolutely right. Um, it, it was his birthday. I remember the picture with Sandy. That's my first time seeing one with Sandy. Mm -hmm. um, and then people depict it as, okay, he took, took the backer's money, as if Chris didn't already have money before he even started this project. Say that again, um, say that again please. <laughs> they act like Chris didn't have money before he started Star Citizen. Um, I for it one, like he made movies or anything. <laughs> this is the thing I never even knew. So I, this is when I kind of like had to look. I went back to his games and movies. I look back because I didn't know um, at the time. I didn't know who Chris was. Never played his game. I was a, a council peasant, and I've seen uh, what's the movie with Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, got a war. Um, what was it? Lord of War, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And all his Wing Commander series, and Wing Commanders even had a, a a movie, and I didn't even know all this stuff was Chris. So he's he's been making money, had boats, had matches before any um, Star Citizen stuff. So all the trolls saying, "Oh, hey, hey, he's spending, he's blowing all your money." All right. What what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> I mean, they still have money to this day. They're getting investments, so I, I don't understand what the problem is. Well, you really should ask where the first two million dollars come from. <laughs> <laughs> the very first two million dollars was put into the pot by chris roberts mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people to your point unique a lot of people didn't even know that chris actually had people that were investors who wanted to put money into this thing 
and he and he actually decided to switch the gear and say let's see if we can get this if the community wants it because getting money was not the issue you know it would be kind of like and i hate to use this as a crude illustration but it would be like as if george lucas says okay i'm gonna start a new film you know what i'm saying there'd be people you know waiting with their wallets open to say hey can we invest in this sucker and there were plenty of people that wanted to invest in the thing but yet and still there were only a few people in fact there were some investors that pulled out if i'm remembering correctly in fact on one of our videos that we're going to show in a little bit later one of the guys who was an initial investor he's he talks about how he pulled his money out and why he did but i'm sure he's regretting it at this stage you know because i don't think anybody ever expected this game to exceed well you know at that time what was it eight million to 20 to 50 to 60 to 75 to yeah. where are we going on 300 now we're hitting toward 300 million almost, no, over two, almost 280 I yeah think. 280 now but um at the beginning at the beginning i think he said he wanted like six million or something like that for, for from oh he, he expected only get like to get, get like maybe like two million from crowdfunding and then he would get the rest of it from um publishers oh yeah that's the other thing he, he was going he was going he was going to go with a publisher i believe but he, but as the money started coming in and say, you know, we don't need a publisher now. Yeah, they blow by the ten million that they were trying to get like within a couple of days. It was just crazy. Yeah, yeah, publishers, yeah, publishers like like we were talking about earlier, they've ruined they've ruined a lot of the games that come out. I mean, if, if the money doesn't come in, um, you know, a lot of these devs they're pretty much going to go down. So they kind of have to bend to the publishers' rules if they don't get that money from them. But with this project. You don't have to worry about that. That's that's what I really love. Um, the backers, I, I put money into it. That's why people get so whiny and, and cry, baby, about that. Like, oh, now why are they still making money? Well, it is a business. At the end of the day, it still needs to make that's money. Right. money. And the money, and the money is going. To, <clears throat> I mean, it, uh, from what I'm looking at, to me, the, the money is going in the right places. Stuff is steady, getting better. You look at something from 2015 to now, and I dare you to say it doesn't look better yeah. right now than it did in 2015. <laughs> we did that a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago with the address. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, I, I, even with the Vandal, the Vandal even looks good. The character models—you can't just say, "Oh, they took the money and run off." You're full of shit when you say right. that. <laughs> no, you're right. We were just—I think a couple of weeks ago—we were talking about remembering when we first got on the Connie. And how pretty we thought that thing looked. And now when you go back and look at it, you know, it looks like they just, you know, it's like it's game design 101, you know, compared to how it looks now. You know what I mean? So you're right. You can see where the money's being invested. Not to mention what five, six studios globally, you know, the staff that's working there. And if there weren't money, those same voices would be the ones complaining about, see how they ran out of money. They spent all the money up, blah, 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 blah. So you can't have it both ways. You can't have them making money and bringing in revenue. Oh, no. And at the same time, complain about it. If they lose the money, then you're going to say, well, the, the project was a failure. Exactly. Well, you know, it, it, different people complaining about different things. So you have people complaining they don't make enough money, they don't have any money. <laughs> then you have people saying they make too much money and they're not, not spending around. Right. So they're different people. They're never, they're never, ever, never, ever the same people saying the same thing. That's very true. Well, I can tell you the one thing that hooked me from the day one was all the videos that they put out, even way back in 2012, were all in the in-game engine. Yeah. And yes. I mean, today, that engine back then was terrible, but during that time frame, <laughs> yeah. it was amazing. I was like, well, if he's already putting it in the in-game engine, the video, yeah, they obviously put in a bunch of work and time and effort before they even came and asked for the money. Right. You know what? You know so what? Yeah. got an engine. We're building a game. Now we need to start getting some money so we can finish it. I, and I, I, I think it's, uh, uh, go ahead, Gio. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, real quick, I think it's, uh, another thing to point out is that in 20, I want to say 2014, I was using maybe a 670, a GTX 670 NVIDIA. And in 2012, we probably had the, 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 the 470 or the 480, which was higher. And now you have like the, 
what is it, 2080 com coming, coming out soon. So, I mean, over the years, the technology has changed and the game has to change to keep up with the technology. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They've been doing a good job with that, too, keeping up with the tech, mm -hmm. making sure it's staying on top. Because just think, what if we kept them seeing graphics and stuff from 2015? Then people would have been bitching about that. Oh, it still looks the same. Yeah. But then you say, oh, well, it looks different. What, what's, what's the difference now? You know, uh, the money's going to keeping up with the tech. Oh, well, it's taking too long. So yeah. it's like, eh, eh, you know, which do y'all want? Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. But like Unique said, one of the main things that kept me going and kept, you know, backing the game is like the non smoke smoke and mirrors effect of the game um just really well just recently last e3 where they kind of like faked the demo with the mission like that was faked but before that like the main tech going to the planet going in your ship and actually like them showing us that you can actually do that and actually working you know before that we would get the smoke and mirrors at e3 so that was one of my main things with this game like okay mm -hmm. What he's showing and what he's talking about, he, he can actually do. He's just not talking shit. Right. Cause I see a lot of, you know, I think back Destiny um at E3. I remember I got hyped about that. Oh, that whole thing you see back there, you could travel way over there. And then it was like a, a when you got the game, you couldn't even go past the barrier, you die once you go past but just stupid, stupid and cheap. But that was one of the main things that, that turned me to his star says. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good point. Good point. All right, well, we're going to change gears here. Uh, I would ask uh, Unique, your closest to Geo, if you would give him some Valium, because I'm about to read from the line of defense, uh, <laughs> line of defense's thing on Steam. Um, line of <laughs> so this was a question that oh, someone man. presented to he who has no name and will not be called by name. All right, this was the question. Okay. It said, I noticed that this, this is in relation to the game line of defense. I noticed that there is a space combat and planet surface combat. Can you fly off the planet surface and go into space without any transitions? Or is there some sort of screen and consolidated entry point into the planet surface mode of play? I'd be interested to know. So that was one of the questions that someone asked on his thing and this was the response that uh yeah that uh, yeah that he who uh shall be nameless his response was he says yes once you move from one scene planet station carrier or space we lost your girl oh. yeah i can't hear him sorry about that guys i'm clicking buttons here so this was the response that he who has no name or will not be named says he says yes once you move from one scene planet station carrier or space the target scene is loaded and your position is updated. There is no seamless transition because that would require all the scenes, Sea World of Line of Defense, to be loaded, and that would require lots of memory and a 16 gig minimum requirement. It says make it a performance nightmare because that would be difficult and it would limit the population per scene and lead to an even bigger performance problem. Games like this have to compromise something in order to work properly now that was that was the response that it was not possible to be done and then this was the final clincher that sort of feature is decades away even star citizen with 75 plus million in funding can't pull that off for the same reasons so based and this was on march 15 2015 I yes so it was prophesied that there would be no such thing as being able to take off from a planet and go into space without there being some type of load screen or transition. And I'm sure all of you guys agree with that, right? <laughs> I was a software engineer. All I can say is that that is 
limited thinking, limited engineering concepts. You know, mm. almost anything can be done with computers and software. You just have to figure out how to do it. Wow, that's deep. I mean, and to your point, that is almost a, what a limited vision, right? That says that we're not going to even try to yep, tackle it because you've put the the glass ceiling there and said, "Well, it can't be done," right? Um, and and that's exactly how you exactly go nowhere. Now, here's my question to you guys: Why do you think gamers were willing to swallow that? Because there were gamers who listened to that and said, "Yeah, that makes sense." You know, no, it can't be done. Why do you think of all? I mean, the most imaginative people out there should be video gamers or the ones who want to push tech. Why do you think the gamers went on ahead and agreed with that type of thinking? Well, if you look at some of the AAA games nowadays, they're not taking any risks. Mm. If you're not an established AAA game, it, you rarely see like cool tech. When is the last cool AAA that you've seen with awesome tech? I, I mean, Red Dead Redemption for me, I, I was looking at that thing. I'm like, holy cow, look at the tech in this game. Um, before that, what was it? Even uh, Grand Theft Auto was even even good. Like Rockstar is one of the few studios that they try to outdo mm -hmm. the next project a lot of the, these other games it's you know it's steady it's the cookie cutter recipe they don't want to go too far they don't want to take risk oh they may not like this we'll just make a shitty sequel to the multiplayer every game <coughs> call it booty and we'll just no, do the same thing over <laughs> call, of, call of duty had new tech every single every single year it comes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so here's the problem with the, here's the problem with those development teams you are limited by the tools that you have. Uh, and so they don't build those game engines. They acquire them from other sources and utilize them. So if you don't have the ability to change the game engine, the amount of memory it uses, the way it uses things, then you, you're limited in what you can do in your development mm. and the design of your, your stuff, because it has to fit around to all the cookie pieces that you put in. It's like Legos. Okay, I got a game engine, I got a TCP IP stack for moving the network stuff. And if all that stuff's written by somebody else, you can't change those things. You have to just build on top of them. And whatever limits they have, those are limits you have. But Star Citizen is free from that. They instantly said, look, we're not going to be limited to four CPUs or, or four cores in a box. The game was pegged for six and eight cores to start with. They weren't even out when Chris Roberts said that. We're like, what? Okay. And I'm going to... I'm yeah. going to make a serious point here. Also, a lot of games are based on consoles, which consoles stay the same for like six or whatever generation, however long the generation lasts. So there's not there's no need to make new features or make new progress because a console game, a console will stay static. So well, that's a good well, one. that's the limitations, right? Well, that's another thing, though. But in in a budget, like when they make their budgets, you used to have they used to have a department where you can make different tech okay we're gonna try this in this game we're gonna try that not too many games do that or they don't invest that much money into it, it may be like a little game mode or something but these develop these developers used to have that in-house where okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do that with the engine and there's really no more you know market for it so luckily now with this cry development you are able to do that that's why a lot of people look at some of these kickstarter games hey we're trying to do this, that, and the third, and it'll be in stretch goals, or it, it'll be the main selling point on Kickstarter. Try to do something different than these other AAA games, because um, they have to do something to stand out. The other AAA uh, studios, they don't have to do that. Yeah. 
And the other thing that Kickstarter campaigns get you, even if some of these things fail, they actually accomplish some new tech that can be utilizing games down the road. That's what you're sort of paying for in this environment. It's like, okay, yeah, I kicked off $65 and the game failed, but if some tech came out and it makes its way into a future game, you actually help develop that. That's not a bad thing. Very true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, very true. In the video we just saw, that gave us the example that, and if you guys remember the story behind this, that whole being able to transition from space to planet was done by a CIG employee who just took off some time on the weekends on his own, off the clock, and worked on being able to create that and came to work one day and said, hey, guys, I got something for you to take a look at. And it just kind of blew everybody out the water. Uh, something that Chris actually thought was going to take at least another year or two to develop. This guy did it on the side and developed that technology. So I think there's some pretty innovative stuff and some smart people working at CIG, if you ask me. So That's another thing I love about CIG. They let people get creative. Yeah. They let people work on stuff. Like even, like even Chris probably told them, like, hey, we don't have time to do it on this. But if there's some way you could get it done on your off time and bring it to me, we'll start working on this right away. That's probably what he did. And Sean Chris, because Chris is getting like, I don't know if you guys pay attention of why, um, what's that, uh, Cry Tech is so salty at CIG. CIG pretty much, you know, snatched up all their talent on the crying mm -hmm. and have them working for them now. Right. Sean Tracy, um, who's the who's the other one who's doing the weapon stuff? If I got his name, um, he, he's doing like a lot of the weapon attachments, but all these guys are the geniuses. Mm -hmm. Oh, Crytek, and they left because Crytek was not paying, um, you know, its employees. So that's why they switched over to Star Citizen, and they couldn't sue, you know, Star Citizen for taking their employees because they weren't pay they weren't paying them. So they tried to get Star Citizen on some other petty shit, which I think Star, Star Citizen should have fought. They shouldn't have settled out out of court. Step on their no, next. They yeah, I, they settled. I don't. I don't think they should have settled. I think they should have stepped oh, on it. Don't think they should. Okay, my bad. I thought you said they should. They should have. Don't settle. Don't settle and get that money back from. That's why I think they should have because they, crying tech had nothing. But that's really why they were really salty in the first place because we took all their mm. work. So so and that's why you see all this amazing t tech and we could bend the engine to do whatever we want because everyone's like, oh, we should do this engine, we should do that engine. At the end of the day, it's. It's bending an engine to make it do what you want. All engines, you have to find out what do, what does this, that does that, and bend it to what whatever you want to do. Good point. Good point. So instead, of, so instead of taking a decade, just all took like less than two years, basically, right? <laughs> basically, yeah. They're not bad. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, let's still under ten years. Yeah, yeah, for real. Here's one I want you guys to check out this video. Uh, this would give you some interesting perspective here. Mahoney in chat says there's a growing problem of ship escalation escalation in Star Citizen to the pressure. point where the fundraising is having massive oh impacts on the potential future of gameplay. Ships now are for the whales uh, that exist as backers, and that affects how individual players may become reliant on more wealthy backers to fully experience the game. Uh, Derek, you brought up the whales earlier. Would you agree? I agree, but I, I can tell them, you know, I can safely tell them not to worry about it. The game is never going to get done. It's never going to get shipped. They never, they, never, they never have to face that problem. It's it's an easy problem to ignore. The problem really is, it's not about who's buying these ships. Because CIG, <laughs> it's hilarious. But five years later, they have no idea about the game's business model. 
None. Nobody knows what LTI is or how it works. Nobody knows how you're going to earn these ships, how you're going to pay for them. Half the things you can do with these ships don't exist. So all they're doing is exactly what Chris was doing. The more money he got, the more he expanded the scope. So in this regard, the more ships they can sell, you know, as concepts or JPEGs or whatnot, the more things they add to the game without knowing how they're going to affect the gameplay. Guess what's going to happen in the end? If this game ever ships, which I don't believe it will, and somebody has a huge, you know, $3,000, $5,000 chariot, and somebody has to play two, three, four, five months to get in there, but guess what? They automatically have have the disadvantage. So it's, it's a very, very huge problem. And this person in chat is, you know, he expressed exactly what other uh, uh, backers are saying, is that all the people who got in now have a huge... Uh, advantage over people who may or may not come come later on uh, and and that's because CIG really hasn't sat down and figured out the, the, the you know the, the game's uh, business model or how they're gonna be, be balanced okay this game will never ship just remember that guys this game will never ship it'll never happen uh, this person raises a question saying that the whales are basically buying up everything and when the later when little people come in later on they won't be able to play any any thoughts on that uh, first of all i am uh, <laughs> not smart <laughs> i am a complete ignorant fuck who knows nothing about uh developing games and i always have my nose up christ robert's ass because i'm a fucking loser who wants to be just like him um, buy my game line of dicks, and I'm pretty sure you would like it. I can't do any of that tech because it's 10 years away from me because I'm a fucking idiot. But, um, yeah, that is my rant for today. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Gio. Uh, <laughs> they stopped shipping games God knows how long ago. I mean, everybody downloads the game, so he's got that one right. It will not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there is some irony to this. And for those of you who also don't know, I think one of the Geos mentioned this back in one of his earlier videos I saw. Uh, Derek actually started on his own game back in 2010, 2011, uh, called Line of Defense. And we kind of thought there was kind of like a, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Because at the same time he was criticizing Chris and CIG, he also was having difficulty getting his own game out, which he claimed... Uh, many of the ideas CIG took from his game, which was kind of interesting, uh, and some of the ship designs he even said, you know, were influenced from stuff in his game. Uh, but here, the point I want to raise is him saying that the game will never come out. Uh, and this was in uh, 2018, by the way, guys. So this wasn't too long ago. Uh, this was on Game Talk Live. And there's another clip I want to show you from them. So take a quick look again. Because he continues on with this with another question. Then in chat, given enough time and money, they will have a game. But how much is needed? Decades and hundreds of millions. Derek, in your eyes, what would it take to complete everything that's been promised from a from a well, price standpoint and from a time standpoint? You've okay. answered this question before, haven't you, Derek? I've had. I've asked. <laughs> this is the one question everybody everybody asks me. So and. My answer hasn't changed. There's not a single amount of money in the world that's going to build this game. Because it's not about how much money you have. It's about the talent. It's about the engine. The people who are building this game, none of them has ever built or shipped an MMO. And that's an absolute fact. Unless I'm missing something, they haven't done it. Most of them are on an R&D stint where they're learning as they go, which is great. Because guess what? 
all this talent that the backers are now paying for, even though, and this is just me being selfish, even though we look at this as a waste of money, these talented guys, I mean, they're super, super, we, we know some of these guys, right, Michael? Kevin, oh, we know yeah. these guys. They're super talented guys working on this game. And most of these guys have never done anything like this before. So backers are paying for these guys to learn on the job. So whether Star Citizen fails or succeeds, these guys will move on with what they've learned and bring those experiences to other games because that's how our industry works. So at this point in time, it's it's not a matter of money. You couldn't throw another $100 million to build the game. You need an engine to build the game and you need the talent to build the game. Well, hey, we've got $200 million in five years, we're in pre-alpha. Well, do the math. I'm a developer. I can tell you right now, another $200 million, another five years is not going to build this game. <laughs> developer. Uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. When, when you're a developer, too, and you're looking at, uh, I mean, look at... Okay. You're not going to build this game, guys. It's not going to happen. So you, did you put in for your refund yet? <laughs> so I like how he says that he's a developer and, and tries to explain to the world that somehow he has an insight of how much these things particularly cost and the truth is actually staring you right in the face he says that they haven't done it before well they haven't done an mmo before but they've done successful mm -hmm. games before on a worldwide scale he hasn't done that himself so how can he come wow i didn't think about that good point my question who died and made him like the god developer like he's the go-to guy Interviewing him like it's some CNN bullshit. This guy, a warlord of his grandma's <laughs> basement. This dude is a loser. He said he has millions and he lives in Florida and blah, blah, blah. All he does is sniff Chris's jockstrap because he wanted to work for Star Citizen and they turned his dumb ass down. He was promoting his game on the Facebook page. That's how I first knew about him before any of this. Um, Escapist used him as sources. Cause you can know, you know, when it's not smart talk, when he mentions JPEGs mm -hmm. and all kind of other, other dumb stuff. So I, like, I don't know why this guy has so much credit. Like when we watch things on sports and analysts, we usually listen to people who won, uh, you know, rings, people who've been in the hall of fames with sports. What the fuck has this guy done to be such a critique dude? Like if I want to hear someone critique star says and what can be done, I want to hear some motherfuckers from rockstar, mm -hmm. um, maybe Bethesda. <laughs> I want to hear some big games. Not some loser that made a game that looks like you could play on your fucking phone back from 2004. Not hey, that bullshit. Take that back. One to come a long way from there. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is I only equate Derek Smart in this digital computing gaming world to like Jim Jones. <laughs> That's basically, oh, basically it. Oh. Drinking Kool-Aid and following him for no apparent reason whatsoever. Well, apparently we're the Kool-Aid drinkers. That's what they, that's what they say. Well, we you know, but, but to that point, that, that brings a good question. What is the hatred about? I mean, when we really think about it, I mean, to your point, Gio, uh, I mean, some people know Derek's history in the sense of way back from the Battle Cruiser 3000 days back in the 80s when he and Chris got started. But most people don't. And it's not like he had all this great evidence of work, you know, that he presents that gives him a valid place to be critical. So what's happened within the gaming community that people were so quick to embrace the scam side of this. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I came up in the day where gamers dreamed of games like this. We we wanted developers to do this. Oh, oh. So what happened? What, what turned the clock that gamers became cynical, um, didn't want to dream anymore, basically, and say, nah, I can't be done. You guys got any, any thoughts of what's happened? Is it because of the way games have been churned out? Is it the 
cynical because of the disappointment of the stuff we've been playing the last 10, 15 years? What's, what's the deal with that? I mean, it, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Basically, because the internet gives you anonymity to say stuff without consequences, there's, there's a lot more um, us versus them camp. And, and unfortunately, because it's us versus them, you, the, the them has to be lower or worse than you are for, for, for you to be better or or, or, or good. For, um, and that, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying that's how it should be, but that's how how, I would, how some people feel that it mm. is. I think it's just a lot of the actual games and the technology from the engines, they were all pretty stagnant and the vision of new things just couldn't be seen. They were being seen in the light of like Unity and CryEngine and things like that. And so Star Citizen requires new engines, bigger, better thought patterns, new analysis. And that just wasn't really available from the menagerie of things that were available to be used at mm. the time. One of the things I think early on, it wasn't that bad. I think it's the other failed Kickstarter projects. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many of them that got scanned out. Got scanned out. Matter of fact, the one recently, it's, it's funny that y'all moved the scam episode up to this date. Uh, just last week, a uh, game called Chronicles Illyria, which I backed for $40. Mm -hmm. um, they just completely shut down. And they just asked for more money last month for selling land. Wow. They knew they, knew they were going down and were still selling land. In the articles, I haven't been saying nothing. It's been quiet. Mm. Let that would have been, been Star Citizen because they were selling this shit up to that point. So, and they weren't showing no gameplay, no nothing. Because I'm like, this game not getting another dime from me until I, I see some tech. Mm -hmm. there, there was, there was awesome. no gameplay, no nothing. Um, and then they had an alpha test the week before they shut down. So, I'm like, this is a scam. This is the definition of a scam right here. I mean, I, I've been burned on other projects. Um, so. Like people getting mad, we're getting mad at all the the kicks, uh, the um, the milestones stuff we were hitting. At least they're putting the money back in the game. They could have just said, "Well, fuck, it. we about to pocket this money," which y'all already accused, uh, you know, Chris doing already. They could have just said, "Fuck, it, we ain't finna add nothing else. Y'all gonna get what we already got." There's a lot of Kickstarters that have already done that. So I'm actually glad they put the money back into the game and are adding more stuff to it. Um, because I've been burned on Kickstarter probably about four times with some projects. So I, I can see why people are like, oh, it's a scam or you want to see the fail. But even games I'm not even into, I want them to succeed. I want it to be a good project because really the indie games are going to give us the games that we want. Mm. I mean, AAA, I don't see too many AAA games coming out giving us what we want because they don't have the money. They're not listening to the community. They listen to, you know, stockholders and publishers. That's what the developers have to listen to in, in that type of situation. But when you're in an indie game, you, you have more flexibility. So... I think that's why probably, you know, games are people want to see them fail or think it's going to be a scam. They just don't know what the fuck they're looking for. Mm. <laughs> also, also, I don't know if I'm scamming somebody. I'm not hiring 300 plus people. <laughs> Good <True>. point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not well, also, doing another issue, another um, issue is that Star Citizen has made so much money. It is successful in terms of crowdfunding. Um, um, crowdfunding that people want to see it fail because that would be like some people don't want want it to fail because they want the system to, to stay the status quo. They don't want to see things change. And some people think so. Citizen has gotten so big they just want to, to see a giant tumble. Yeah. 
So, yeah. yeah, but it would be horrible for the crowdfunding community if Star Citizen failed as well. Yeah, the people don't think about that's that. true. I was sitting here looking at the conversation that both Kimmy and Montoya were having. They were talking about Mass Effect Three and whether that game was a good game when it came out. And I think that uh, I think this goes back to something that uh, Gio you mentioned earlier when you talked about what happened with uh, uh, No Man's Sky. When a publisher pushes to get something out and the developer doesn't have it completely polished it's not completely there a lot of times publishers will say they'll publish a date say this game's coming out december 24th 2020 and guess what the clock is running if there are delays a game ends up coming out that's not completely finished and it's a shame because mass effect has an incredible legacy of games but there was definitely the feeling that it just was not ready for prime time when it was released and it was a turnoff for a lot of people and oh yeah don't give yeah, a fuck well, ea <laughs> I mean, we, sony we've seen that with the other games too. sony well, sony's it? the other one that does that because sony's real no anthem. anthem was another one yep anthem they want to they want to try to fix it up like oh well, the game's out we're gonna do uh, uh patches to fix the game. Right. It's, it's too late now, motherfucker. Y'all pushed out bullshit. You lied about everyone at E3. It's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> the damage is done. I'm not going back to that game. I never even bought it. I seen the smoke See, screen me, at E3. That's a scam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that's more scammy than the other yeah. way. Which one? Well, they still got a product. Out something that doesn't it's really not done work. yet when it's not there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, what good is that? Yeah. That, was early access. that was an early access game, if you think about it. That's exactly what Anthem was. See, these AAA developers think they could um, do that with these publishers. Okay, we'll just put a game out, you know, early access and, you know, and patch it through. Same thing with No Man's Sky, but, man, the damage is, like, pretty much done yeah. at that point. And there was a time in the day. Go ahead, Fescar. Montoya has a point. It's that Anthem was pushed out early, and it was pushed out early because it had a publisher. Right. That's what I'm saying. Once again, the publishers are the ones that push the pressure on the developers for getting the games. And when they're not ready, and if they spent millions of dollars on PR and marketing, then they push them to get it out the door. And it, and the sad part about it is, is that technically, back in the day, you could not have operated a business like that. If you put out a game and people collected yeah. all this money, some people are not only paying 59 or 60 bucks, they're buying all the pre-stuff. They're paying $80, 100 bucks for these games, and then they get them and they're not done. I agree. I'd be mad as you know what. That's why I hate to even buy pre-game pre stuff. I won't even do it anymore unless it's something I'm... I can't remember the last time I pre-ordered anything just because I just don't trust the way the industry's been responding. Maybe the day before so I can have a pre-download it. So oh, like for that, that reason. Right before, that's it. I'm not going to do it months in advance, though, so I can show the publishers <laughs> the money. How much are you really saving by, by pre-ordering the day before? Like five hours of download or something like that? Just cause yeah. It depends on the yeah. game. It depends on the game. Like when, it, when ESO came out, I beta tested ESO. And when that came out, they did this thing. And it's the only time I've ever done this where it was 100 bucks and you got this big statue and all this other premium stuff. I mean, I did it for that reason, but I just can't do it for the games now. It's just that now when stuff comes out, you just don't know what the state of it is going to be no matter what you think. Like, I, I, I still pre order for stuff like digital, for digital stuff mm -hmm. or, or armors and stuff like that, but very, I very seldom. Yeah. yeah. My it's, hard. My it's hard for me to feel bad for Bioware. Once they sold their soul to EA, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> they, were, they were they were a hell of a they were a hell mm -hmm. of a uh, developer. But the reason why the games were getting shittier and shittier over the years, some of the main people at Bioware are gone. Yeah. They got the fuck up out of there because they got EA EA of five. Yeah. Same thing with yep. Dice. Dice was a hell of a developer before EA just you know ah oh, well we're gonna fuck you guys over, start pushing out shitty Battlefield games, getting shittier and shittier after each one. Yeah, so, EA has killed studios. That's the, that's the, that's the EA effect. I, I bet you right now, if 
if Bioware or Dice left, I they could probably make a Kickstarter game and make a hell of a game. People will back it. Bring back all the old people and, and make an awesome game. I, I don't think the old people want to come back. <laughs> they probably don't. But they, they would have to. They would have to leave. It would have to be leave yeah. EA though. EA, EA has killed studios. They really have, and it's not just one or two. They, it's like anybody that goes under their umbrella. It just seems like they're just cursed. I don't know. I just don't. I don't get it. Listen, I'm an eight. And recently, oh. I've seen an article or one article saying that Star Citizen is making so much money that they should have a developer in order to make me push the game yeah. out. A publisher? You mean? Yeah, a publisher. Oh, Sorry. Okay. They're, way, they're way past. They don't even need a publisher. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But that, that the article coming out like March 31st or March 30th saying, saying that they need a publisher. Mm, okay. Well, speaking of publishers. <laughs> The article that you see on the screen right now, everybody knows the infamous Forbes article that came out in 2019. Um, this one, interesting piece. Uh, I know Montoya, you're in the room. Uh, Montoya did a piece on this and did a real breakdown on it. Um, but this was almost more of a personal hit piece more than it was a hit piece on Star Citizen. Uh, there was information that was raised in here, whether truthful or not, uh, about Chris, his history, about Sandy, uh, and it didn't. It wasn't actually going in after the game. They've raised questions about the amount of money that was being raised, but to me, it seemed like it was more. And I don't know why it was. It was more of a personal highlighting of Chris more yeah. than it was about Star Citizen. So, you guys got any thoughts on this one with Forbes, especially with it being Forbes magazine of all things? I think that it's some of the stuff they posted was a bit below the belt. If it's the article I'm thinking about, talking about the, the personal mm -hmm. stuff. I don't know why they choose the, the, the journalists who, who put this out chose to go after this stuff. It, it felt more like a, it didn't feel like a board piece. It felt like something more of a scandal for a tap mm -hmm. or something like that, more than, that, more than a board piece. It's just a dumbing down of journalism as, you know, after Dan Rather was off the airwaves, it's just it gone downhill to nowhere. There is no responsibility in journalism anymore. Mm. And now it's creeping into magazines like Forbes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone as professional as them took the bait. I mean, you know, not smart probably was talking to the fucking um, journalists about this shit on here too. Because they always use him as a fucking source because he has nothing to do. He can't make games. He's talentless. But he's usually in every one of these fucking articles. I mean, I mean, how hard is it for someone like Forbes to get an interview from CIG? Because the, because the people who do oh, I forgot the name of them the people who do the the test um with the the frames and the resolution um I can't think of them right now but they did a beautiful YouTube oh, digital video, foundry digital yeah, foundry. Yeah. they went they went there did interviews on people how the tech worked how this and that worked and were able to go to the studio hell I was even able to go to the studio uh, two times I went to the Texas and the LA one so you're telling me. That I can go there and get a, a, a tour and talk to developers, and you lazy ass journalists can't do it. You look pathetic. You look like you're wasting your time in college putting out a little puff piece, uh, 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 a rant piece against Star Citizen, and, and not knowing what the fuck you're talking about. It looks very poorly, you know, organized and talked about. Like, if you're gonna talk about the negative, you could talk about the negative, at least have the facts to back it up. Some of y'all just talk out mm -hmm. your ass, like the, 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 the selling the land. I didn't like that. Or when we almost have to pay to do the live mm -hmm. stream and they got backlash mm -hmm. for that. I mean, cool, cover that, but don't just make up some bullshit that you're hearing from a not smart man who doesn't know how to push this tech out to feed mm -hmm. the trolls. Yeah. Come on, you can go there and do your job. 
email CIG, get a response. That's all you have to do. How hard is it? And to- and Kimmy makes Kimmy makes a good point. Negativity sells more than positivity. positivity. Yeah, always yeah, very true. And Mrs. Hart, Ms. Hart's asked a question about whether or not this was an independent writer, and that may have been another factor too. Uh, with a lot of the magazines and publishers, they no longer have staff writers. So what they do is they take submissions from other people who write in for stuff. So again, I, like you said, Gio, I felt like there was not a lot of homework done. I heard there was a lot of that article seemed like it had a lot of hearsay. And you have to ask yourself, a magazine like Forbes, I think we've seen Newsweek has been able to get interviews directly inside. We've been able to see Digital Foundry. And you can't tell me that a magazine like Forbes, yes, could not have had a direct contact with the developers and met with them. So I thought it was very wilted. It felt very outside. It felt very outside as far as the the whole writing process went. Um, To that Dude, it's Forbes magazine. If they say Chris Roberts, I need you here tomorrow in my yeah. office, he would have got. Oh, me. absolutely, Hell, absolutely. Forbes is huge. That's why I'm so reckless. Like, how are y'all that fucking reckless? Yeah. Yes. Like, it is not that hard, bro, to get a tour yeah, in there. Very true. Um, this article that's up on screen now was just published just about what was this about a week ago, maybe uh, Fast Car week, week, two weeks ago. CCN. Yeah, CCN. And interesting, if you read this, what they actually said in this article was three hundred million dollars star citizens development hell must be stopped. They actually said they need to stop raising money. That's actually what yeah. was the comment in this article. Um, and, and I think this goes back to what we were saying earlier. In order for this game to be developed, you have to generate. You got five. Is it five studios or six studios now, guys? I can't remember around the world. Is it five or six? Do you remember what it is now that they have? I think I, I believe it's is it five? five. Okay, but Germany, you... Germany, Texas, L.A., um, U.K. And I thought they had, but I thought they had some little side contract that they had with some other one, right? Turbulent. Yeah, turbulent, oh, turbulent and that other one. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, you got five hundred plus, like you said earlier, unique five hundred plus staff of people who are working globally on this game and then and people say oh well, they're making too much money and i and i always have to deal with this issue about you know when i see people say they need to stop selling ships so my question becomes okay one of chris's promises was is that when you buy this game when you pay for it we will not have any um you know purchases outside of that unless it's just cosmetic stuff so how do you want them to generate money if you don't want them to sell ships. And first of all, nobody twists anybody's arms to buy ships. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people swear. You know, I mean, people will say, uh, I'm not going to spend any more money. And then a ship sale comes up. And what do people do? They If they can't melt, they spend more money. There are new people that come into the game that spend money. So I don't know how you all expect them to pay the bills and pay the light bills or pay for Chris's yacht, if you want to say that, if they're not generating money. And they got to generate money, you know. Well, here's what I know. If somebody writes an article like this, then your company no longer needs a publisher. Mm. It's the proof that you don't need a publisher. <laughs> You're already worldwide. You're known. Here it is. That's true. Oh, and there was another studio. I think it's, I think it's in Europe, but it starts with D. Yeah, I can't think of what that one is either. Uh, I think, uh, again, referencing Montoya, he did a video on this guy who wrote this. And ironically, the guy who wrote this, when you look at his Twitter account, he had less than 100 people on his Twitter account. 99. Montoya had more. Yeah, Montoya. <laughs> Montoya had 10 times what he had. But, th- but th- this website is just already, it's full- first of all, CCN, you're trying to be like CNN <laughs> and hopefully 
Hopefully you're thinking like, okay, hopefully someone takes this and think it's CNN that you they're using that little trick clickbait thing. Second of, all, Second of all, these motherfuckers are already known liars. With my job personally, they said uh, we were cutting the shift or something. They didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. And my job is, is still running good. So these motherfuckers are known liars. Just not only with video uh -huh. games. So they're, they're just completely stupid. I wouldn't believe shit this site says. This, this is a terrible uh, website. Wow. Okay. So just make sure you guys go in. I mean, I don't know if y'all going to whoever checks this mm -hmm. website. Check it out, but don't believe it. It, huh? it takes information. Right. Yeah, this is definitely some. They talk about lies all the mm -hmm. time. And if if Star Citizen needs to stop making money, maybe their website needs to stop making money too. Then <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, y'all don't. They don't need the internet to push out these shitty uh, mm -hmm. articles. Yep. Can we? Oh wait, oh, wait they, they do. That does cost money to have an article pushed to the internet. You got to have. Internet's not free, huh? <laughs> Kimmy, thanks for bracing it. The, the other studio was Derby. Thank you for dropping that in for us. I'm going to jump now. This is the new article that just came out a week ago. This is back on the 30th. And GTA 5 has been called the highest grossing entertainment product of all time. So <laughs> I'm sure Star Citizen will be right up there. Too I can't wait for that out. game to come out and get a 6.5. I am not going to be alive when it releases. I'm going to call it right now. Brian, what have they released? so far so it's been uh roughly about seven and a half years actually it's more like nine if you believe they started development in 2011 short answer is not much <laughs> for starters uh, like we said it's split into two games there's a single player campaign called squadron 42 oh. it does have some big name people mark hamill jillian anderson gary oldman others so gamers and gamer icons they Fucking put out a idiot. sweet looking Lying trailer for it uh, that was in 2018 but it's not expected to go into beta until sometime this year allegedly don't hold your breath just say that's a pro tip okay so according to them uh you know, they're just giving a little bit of background here. Some of it is bad information that they're giving. I want to go to the next clip that they say in relation, and this one is probably the in more interesting one. Oh, nothing there yet, but there is somewhat of a playable version of the second game, which is an MMO that's known as the Persistent Universe. Great name. It is a good <laughs> that's name. That's not bad. At the end of 2019, the team put out its so-called Alpha 3.8 update, which added a new location called the Microtech Planet, as well as improved ship AI and improved close combat mechanics, but that does not mean that the end is anywhere in sight. According to the company's own roadmap, it'll still be an alpha by the end of 2020. So they are making stuff but it is a far cry a game that has been made and come out uh, many times over <laughs> from the vast scope that was promised in the game's original pitch they promised a ton of star systems not just planets to explore on your very own ship yeah there was like what they promised kind of like no man's sky a little bit the game's kickstarter said it would have a level of depth and quality that had never been but seen it's before not and wouldn't be seen because it would oh they were crazy but its page said star citizen is a destination no like millions story. and it's millions. It's a complete universe where any number of adventures can take place, allowing players to decide their own game experience. It's one of those open-ended things that you think, like, finally I can escape my life into, like, this game forever, but it, it just... It's just f***ing vaporware, like this stuff. Alright, that's your favorite word. <laughs> Geo, straighten your face up, brother. Um... <laughs> It's vaporware, he says. There are two points in here that really irritate me about these type of articles. And I know I'm trying to hold too high of a standard to some of these. But if you're going to try to do any form of backseat journalism, do your homework. Uh, they said that 
Squadron 42, the name of it was called the Persistent Universe. That was the first thing. So first of all, that that meant they had no clue of what that meant. The second thing was when they used terms such as so-called update 3.8. There's inflammatory language that's used to create doubt. And this goes back to my question. You know, when the gaming community is sowing seeds of doubt about a game that has the possibility to change the way we play video games, where does that come from? I mean, it'd be different. I guarantee you, none of these three jokers who were up here have ever probably loaded the game and played it more than five minutes. And I and I, it'd be different if these people said and said, "I played the game. I had problems. It was buggy." Blah blah. I never hear that. I just hear these people giving criticisms for something that, to me, seems like you haven't even tried to load the game up. Give me some thoughts. And it's not, it's not like they, they, the game never had free flash. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. No, this is standard. I want to be a YouTube star bullshit. That's what that is. <laughs> YouTube I mean, has created some of the most terrible people that I've ever had that misfortune to watch. Yeah. I mean, and then this motherfucker playing the most basic game. No hate on it because I have it myself, but you playing a basic ass game like Animal Crossing. <laughs> and you want to get snooty about the shit that. Star Citizen is trying to do it just doesn't make any sense. That game is so basic to compare what Star Citizen is doing, and and like like they'll sit there and like oh yeah we're getting a lot of hate in the comments because motherfuckers <laughs> are checking them. I hate when it happens. If someone checks you because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, that ain't hate, my man. That's called you need to do your goddamn research. Because <laughs> if I went on and talk about some shit about Fortnite, which I don't even fucking play, and I'm I'm saying something false about it and i get checked i can't say oh well oh they hating on me i don't know i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about so a lot of these people who make videos like this they need to actually look up it's not hard it's not like a a closed development game like with cyberpunk we don't know what the fuck's going on we just know it's delayed Uh, and i would love to know more about what's going on or some of these other games that even came out like we could see uh the train before you have before it even happened like fallout 76 like cammy said that was a fucking train wreck. And I knew that game, it sounded like it was going to be too good to be true anyways. <laughs> so I just wish people would watch a couple episodes. That's what I first did when I came in. Because I want to come in hating Star Citizen. Like, because I came from No Man's Sky. I'm like, all right, I'm about to shut these motherfuckers down. I'm tired of talking about No Man's Sky. <laughs> I went in there. I checked all their videos. I checked their websites. I'm like, holy shit. I've, I've been missing out. Like, this is amazing how much information and them showing us how it's getting made. Like, this is beautiful. So I automatically got away from attack mode. But I, I guess some of these guys, you know, uh, they, they get it from the not smart camp. And, you know, that's a cult in itself right there. The motherfuckers that hate Star Citizen, they will sit there and find every video and every article and try to hop on and, and just have a little hate fest and, and try to trigger people. But they end up looking like the stupid ones. So that's, that's really who they're trying to appeal mm. to. Well, the question now becomes like, when does it, when it, when does the point becomes like the us versus them? Like, there's more people who who are for Star Citizens than the people who are against Star Citizen. Because it's, I mean, maybe it's because I, I, I'm on the inside to feel like there are more people who are against Star Citizen, but I really don't know because, you know, I, I, I don't want, I shouldn't really say this, but I mean, I am in kind of a bubble because I do listen to other podcasts that post Star Citizen as opposed to, um, you know, to try, 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 trying to get a balance, but people who are against our citizen don't seem to have that back straight most of the time. So it's hard for me to like listen, listen to people yeah. like that. 
Well, there's no requirement to have journalistic integrity anymore. And there's also no requirement to go find out facts for yourself because you can just search it on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook and find out the actual facts of life. Yeah. I, but you know, it was on, on one of their videos they said one time. It was like, um, you know, people always say, blah, blah, this, that, and how to make the game. It was like, but, uh, you know, you show me a game, you know, how do you do, how do you make an open development $250? You know, gang. That was, this was at the time. Like you, you t- tell us how to do it. I'm like, all right, that's true. Like, like motherfucker, where do you start? Like they're doing it. I, I, I really believe that this game may have started or will restarted itself back in. Um, when did they Dude, get rid of those third party studios? Three times. Well, I, well all of them. When, when they had, when they had the, all these third party companies oh, before yeah. they actually had all those students yeah. around the world, yeah. they wouldn't probably never admit this because they'll catch a lot of flack because everyone's like, oh, eight years, it's been eight years. Uh, two of those, I think, was pretty much got trashed mm-hmm. out. That, that's, just me. That, that's just me. I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to anybody, but there was a lot of fucking up. Like the, the old Connie door, uh, when you walk in there, it had like a million polys right. in there because of, the, uh, because of the, uh, the third party company that they used fucked it up so bad. So they had to go back fix all that like there was a lot of things that the other studios fucked up that's why everything had to be made in-house and kind of remade to be thrown in lumberyard yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people too didn't realize i mean and this is a sad part about game development um most players don't know anything about it i mean star citizen talks about being transparent actually i think they're very transparent if you go to their youtube page yeah. I, there are hundreds of videos out there talking about, I mean, just all types of stuff. So for it's not for lack of information. They 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 put, I mean, you know, some of us remember back in the old uh, Wingman's Nuts days, you know, when it was very basic, when there was maybe eight, ten people, twelve people working in the studio, and we've watched that mm-hmm. grow over the years. And there's no game. It was intense. Yeah, absolutely. There's no game. I, I mean, listen, I'm an old school gamer. I've been gaming since freaking back when there was freaking Pong, right? So can okay, nobody talk to me about game development. I've watched games develop over the years. I remember when Microsoft 1.0 was a green screen, green on black, and that was it. So I've watched game development take place. I haven't been completely on the inside from an industry standpoint, but I do know enough about when I watch these videos, and I watched the development process and I listened to these guys. I had some computer backgrounds. I mean, Unique's got tremendous computer backgrounds. I mean, there's a lot of intelligent people out here who are not idiots and they can look at the evidence of what's out there to say, yeah, like any business, you're going to have those hurdles. You're going to have those times when you take a step forward and maybe two steps back. But I will, and I'm not saying this is a white knight. CIG has proven themselves that they listen to the community for one. When we bark about stuff enough, they do listen. Even though Chris has always said he wanted to make the game. He didn't say, I want to make the game you guys want to play. He said, I want to make the game I want to play. And the question is, do you want to get on that boat and ride on it? And sometimes there are things that they do. Maybe we don't like it. But I, I, it always seems like whenever there's this big tension that comes up about whether they're going to deliver and come through, each time when it finally comes out, we take a deep breath and say, okay, it's not as bad as we thought it was. And there are those people on the outside. I agree with you 100% fast card who want to see failure. They really do. And that hurts my heart as a gamer because gamers should be trying to look for stuff to be better all the time. And as much money as we've thrown at these developers who've put out nothing but crap over the last 15 to 20 years, and then somebody comes out and says, I want to do something different, and we throw shade at them right off the bat without evidence. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather see someone like raise the boat for everyone than try to go for the lowest common denominator. But I mean, other people disagree, that's fine, but there's no reason to like, you know, 
risk failure on on, on on other games just because you're not interested in it. Like it'll be my it'll be like saying me saying like if I don't like Cutlass, I think all Cutlass are crass or something something like that. So because it's just silly. It doesn't make, make right, any sense. Right. Miss Hart says here not only do they listen. In the past three years, they created a dedicated position to collect player feedback, and then expanded it into a team. So we do know that they are paying attention. I mean, I remember when we complained about something as simple as struts, right? <laughs> you know, now struts have become a joke, right? They even put struts on ships just to make us laugh. But they listen to the community. Hover mode. They listen to the community. I mean, you know, and, and I, I don't know. Maybe that cynicism comes from the fact that we've been fed so much crap. Like you mentioned earlier, um, Geo, some of us have gotten burned, right? We've put the money out there to support independent companies and they didn't deliver. So maybe some of the cynicism does come from that. But I would hope that, you know, most of us feel that when this game comes out, and, and I think somebody said this earlier about the development, they spent the first early years developing the tools so that they can finally make the game that we won. People didn't get that. People just kept seeing. Oh, not just making right. tools, make, make, making a company too. Right, building the company out. But, I mean, we were people were focusing on the doors that they put in the studio and all this other weird stuff, you know, not understanding that they were trying to build. Nice well, you know what? I think about, you know, I live in. Someone did it for free, though. That's the right. funny they thing. They donated that. This, that's a whole other story. Someone in the studio donated and did that for free. People like, oh, you spent $100,000 <laughs> on the door. Like, dumb fuck. You dumb fuck. Go to the studio tour. You may yeah. actually learn something. But, you know, sit there and be a troll in mommy's basement because <laughs> that's all you're ever good at. So. And Gio, Gio lives in the same city I do. There's a building here called the Sears Tower, one of the tallest buildings, right? And when they built the Sears Tower, these cats had to dig out a hole in the ground and they were down there for months man i mean months underground nothing was going on you sitting there come driving by every day when they gonna build the building when they gonna build the building but once the foundation was laid the building shot up and it became the tallest thing that's out there so developing this game they're doing tools and tech that have never been done before a lot of people don't get that because they just used to like you said earlier the same old engines they get turning out the same old stuff all they do is just gloss it up a little bit better but they don't realize how much work is really going into develop Star Citizen. I'm through talking, y'all talk. Well, they had a huge turn when they decided once they got into mocap. I yeah. mean, they were doing characters without motion capture first. So suddenly you have a mocap studio that got paid for it and you gotta gotcha. learn how to do that. And now all your tech has to change in order to support that. So that was a big turn in cost yeah. right there. And nobody's complaining that the game's got mocap now. Yeah, I remember freaking out a little bit when I heard that they bought the mocap. I was like, holy smoke, that ain't no joke. Because originally they were renting out a facility, but then they went and bought their own. I was like, oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, not only not only did they get the mo their own performance capture stuff, they got Andy Circus. Yes. Uh, to, to, help, to help them with it. Yeah, but it's really smart to bring it in-house because that is actually a resource now that they can rent out when they're kind of not needing it or need it less. They can then rent it out and it becomes a, an income-based thing. You need, can you talk about that a little bit about them doing that with the tools as well? Because a lot of people don't get that about how the industry later on, they could do the same thing with their tools. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Like all the tools that they have, they can now lease out uh, sell out to other companies the, the the graphic engine and the tech that they built the uh what is it the streaming uh what do they call it mm -hmm. socks that kind of, that kind of technology yeah, yeah that's going to change and they'll be able to license that out to other companies that can build other games utilizing that technology especially so, other companies I mean, think about 
what is it? Uh, what's that driving car game thing? GTA? Yeah, GTA. Think about GTA if you had like socks built into mm. the thing and it no longer had to be LA, it had to be the whole US. Wow. Y'all, I'm going to be honest with you with that. Um, I think Amazon Lumberyard mm-hmm. is going to have all their hands on all this tech. It's going to be exclusive to the Lumberyard. And that's why, in my opinion, I don't know this for sure. This is just Geo Talk. That's why the Amazon Lumberyard is so important. That partnership, not only does it legitimate, legitimate, legitimize. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I had, I had I had an edible. You guys gotta excuse me. <laughs> not, only does it do, not only does it do that, but with Amazon hopping in, yeah. it makes them look better. But we're also gonna get, I think, the free servers on their end. If mm. you ask me, I think I think that's what that partnership was all about. Um, we didn't hear too much about it. It was all hush hush. But they're gonna get access to all the tech that we're getting. So all the stuff that Star Citizen is doing, all this, you know, the planetary tech and uh, all these graphics, crazy stuff that's going in. Lumberyard is going to get that as well because Amazon what owns that. It was, it, on- it was smart on Amazon to do that because I'm pretty sure when Chris had a meeting with them, he showed them probably shit we probably haven't even seen probably years in advance on top of what yeah. he has. Like, look, we could do this, that, and that's how the partnership, I think, formed up. People kind of sweep that under the rug, but I think that was a big partnership. And everyone's like, oh, how are we going to run the game? How the server cost going to go? I ain't got to worry about it. Amazon going to have it, but they're going to have our tech in turn. Well, let's talk about something the word you use is critical here is partnerships, right? Because partnerships also mean mm-hmm. reputation. And you have to question yourself and say, yes. are certain people going to risk their reputation on a scam, right? Is is Amazon going to do it? No. Oh, yeah. Is Intel going to do it? No. Is AMD going to do it? AMD. No. So, you know, when people want to run this thing about it being a scam, you have to look at who are the partners who've been supporting this thing and pushing it just as much Hell, comcast as well i remember uh, reading the newspaper i'm like oh cool. chris is on here yeah i remember that was a couple of years yeah. ago yeah so he yeah i think that he did an ad and he probably got something in return you know with some comcast yeah. gear who knows some free internet yeah. and i and i agree with you i, I believe that amazon is going to be an integral part uh, we know that they, the Lumberyard engine is a factor. Their new game coming out, is it, was it called New World or New Order, whatever the new game they yeah, coming out? That's yeah. going to be it. And I'm sure at Amazon was understanding the dynamics of gaming, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, they got Twitch oh, yeah. and everything else, right? These guys are looking for the entre- entree points for the most premium stuff that they're going to be able to push out. And if CIG Absolutely. is helping them in the sense of the tech side of that, let alone you've got a global game right now. Star Citizen is literally a glo- going to be a globally played game that's going to be using Amazon's servers, as you mentioned. You're talking about an incredible partnership. And so... Oh, it's genius. Yeah. It's genius. Especially on Am- from both yeah, sides. Yeah, everybody wins. CIG servers. Well, hang on, hang on. Amazon is getting all this awesome tech because to get in the, the, the game engine world, you got to think about it. We got CryEngine. We got Unreal. And- Unity. I mean, it's not that many like awesome engines that really push the game mm-hmm. to the limit. So you're basically letting this company do all the hard work for you. This any development team that's showing better tech than pretty much anybody right now, even AAA mm-hmm. developers, and you're gonna get all their tech. Oh, it's it's fucking genius. Were you thinking unique? Go ahead. Yeah, it was it was good for Amazon, but you got to remember, Chris Roberts made a bad deal with Google. That was yeah. one of the worst ideas to put 
when was that on that platform that's where they were first as far as the computing platform and so they got to get off of that and move to amazon so it was kind of a 50 50 deal well, like you saved them from a bad uh, decision well they were using that service though right the google servers it was sorry He's asking, were they using the google what, servers what was the remember the exact deal with google i know i don't know the details of the deal i just know that that was the original selection for the uh for the dynamic platforms out there. And it's like, man, if you're doing dynamic platform, I'm well, like, wow, that's a huge mistake. Oh, Why well, yeah, they, 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 they were, well, they were paying them, right? Cause at yeah, first they had to pay for the Crytek engine and then they had to pay Google. So now they just eliminated all their costs joining with Crytek, the, the, the engine costs. And now, and now they're not using a server on top of Lumberyard. So I think it's genius yeah. right well, now. Well, from a financial standpoint, but yeah. it's also a much better technology with many more servers and, and uh, worldwide access points. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, yeah. and to the point, you guys remember in this new article that was written this last week, they talked about this, uh, the investor who took their option to, in, are you going to mention, go ahead, go ahead, fast cart. You can talk about it. Like uh, a couple of years ago, <clears throat> and there was some investors were brought in to help to fund the Star Citizen, but most people don't um, misunderstand or don't understand that they, from my understanding, that they were going to be for advertising only. The crowdfunding money that CID brings in, the $250 million, $275 million, or whatever it, it, right. it, it is at, at the moment, that's for funding the mm -hmm. game, the production cost of the game. The, the investors are for right. marketing. Because normally, when when a publishers put out a game, um, like four fifth of the cost is goes to goes to marketing, and one fifth goes into make, 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 making the game. But Chris Roberts did, didn't want to do it that way, so he brought in outside investors to take care of the marketing, while we, the, the backers, take care of the production. Exactly, and people didn't un don't understand that they think that because they're putting money in, there were some people who were saying, oh, they must be short or they must be running low. If we go back and look at the record of the income that CIG has been making, they've been making more money each year. In fact, last year they made more money than they had ever made before. In the first three months of this year, they've made more money than they did last year. So I- Not only they made, they're probably at the point of June. We're in April now. I think we're at June from last yeah. year. Yeah, and even with the the market being the way it is right now, you know things are kind of slowing down. People are joking around about if they get a stimulus check, they might be buying a ship just to joke around. We don't want to recommend people do that, but the the, the reality of it is, people find a way to still spend money even when economic times are difficult because there are people who this is what they do. I mean, there's some people who can spend uh, 500 bucks a month in a bar buying drinks for their friends. And there are other people who say, hey, I, I'm going to go buy a ship. That's what they do. Um, so, you know, again, some people buy their own bowling, yeah. bowling or bowling shoes. Yeah, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. You know, now some people say, yeah, it's a JPEG. But I think that people keep forgetting you're not just buying into a game. You're buying into a vision or a dream or what you hope will change gaming for everybody, not just the people who play Star Citizen. But hopefully this game will actually change the trajectory of what's been going on in, in the video game industry, because to be honest with you, uh, and you said something earlier, Jill, that really stuck with me. I remember when I first started playing dice games, when I got in and started playing these games where you could destroy stuff. I mean, that was new. It was exciting, you know, and and, oh, and yeah. now it's like, where has that gone? You know, we've been disappointed by these large. How do you screw up Star Wars? 
I mean, how, not to be funny, how do you screw up Star Wars? I mean, you've got a built-in audience, you've got a built-in lore set up, and yet and still, when Battlefront 2 came out, it was this disappointment. Now, EA has gone back and fixed some things and made it better, but but the question is, how do you mess up stuff like that, you know? Still not better than... The- the old oh, the original? Yeah. was more innovating than the new yeah, one that EA yeah. got a hold of. And then, have- and then you have dice because if you think about it, the old Battlefront is kind of in line with Battlefield. Right. Like how you got the destruction or you have an AT- AT-AT yep. instead of a tank or you have the X-Wing and stuff with the fighters. So it was made for them and they just kind of like veered away from it. Like they had in battle i think it was battlefront 4 or was it 3 or 4 when production got canceled i forgot which one but if you look at some of the old footage you could have a battle on the planet get in the ship fly like on star citizen and go fight in space all at the same time in the old engine what the fuck happened ea like y'all let that old engine outdo you like you couldn't do what the old studio did like it's it's unreal i i really don't understand that and that's why when i tell people you're not buying Star Citizen. You're backing. You're backing you, you, the tech you see. I'm not sitting there. Oh, I'm, I'm buying the game. No, I'm backing this project. I support it. I like what they're doing. I want them to get it pushed out. It'll be a finished product. Once it's a finished product, then you're buying it. But right now, we're backing a dream, a vision, and we love what yep. we're seeing. Well, your first package, you are buying the game. Spend $65. Don't spend any more money. You bought the game. And yeah, you don't have to go anymore. Out. Yeah, but if you buy any more than that, you're backing the game. Yeah. Just 65 or even 45 just for one, yeah. for one game. Yeah, more than that, you buy a second ship or a second package, you're now backing the game, and that's a completely different yeah. thing. And if you've got any doubts about the game, if you're watching this and you're curious about Star Citizen, I mean, all the guys, this is a coincidence, but everybody who's on here is in Test Squadron. And we can tell you, if you're in Test Squadron, <clears throat> if you don't own a certain ship, usually all you got to do is drop in Discord and say, hey, does anybody have a such and such? Can I fly? People will spawn the ship for you, let you take it out and fly it. Fast Cart mentioned earlier that there's free fly weekends, sometimes free fly weeks. You know, we would encourage you to try the game out for yourself. Uh, I, I know very I, at this point, I don't know anybody who's gotten into the game at this point and said, nah, I don't like it. I don't. I haven't had anybody who I've introduced to the game that they just got totally turned off by it. Hey, reload. Thanks for uh, for following. Uh, so there's a, there's still a whole lot that we're going to see developed through this. Um, this extra money that was put in, and I was trying to make a comment about this earlier, that this extra money that was put in, we believe, at least I believe, that it was because they said, hey, we see where this game is about to go. We see what's about to kick off with Squadron 42. And we decided to take our option to put another 17 million into the game. Now, that's what I think. I don't think it's because they're hurting or they're suffering because the numbers don't reflect that. The numbers reflect they are bringing in the dough. It could have been, <clears throat> been a timeline on that contract, too. Though. Yeah, for their option. It could have been their hey, option. Yeah, for the option, they could have been like, hey, but you got to do it before, you know, April or, you know, quarter two. I don't know. You know what? It also happened been. after the Crytek deal was settled. That's another factor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it happened you know after Crytek. It, mm-hmm. it also happened. But you also right. got to look at what do you get. So if you put in 17 million more, what do you yeah. get? Right? It's a so lot of money. They're probably going to get another percentage or two of the future deals that are coming mm-hmm. out. Oh, and like I said, these companies that Chris has shown for these partnerships, you know he's showing them the top shit. He's probably showing them that big-ass Pegasus ship on squadron 42 <laughs> there's still so many ships we have not seen 
in Squadron 42 that are not done. Like, all the FanDuel stuff, we're probably not going to see. And once we see it again, we're like, holy shit, no wonder this stuff took so long. Like, the kingship, yeah. the kingship alone could probably take two years in a regular video yeah. game. Like, yeah. damn. CIG is, is, is a gaming company. So I'm sure he's showing investors other ideas for future mm. games after this yeah. comes out that they're also working on. It's like, look, after we're done with this, Here's our roadmap to in the next two game two, game three, possibly game four. Squadron forty three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we actually know, well, we actually know Squadron forty two in itself is gonna have three books. Right, basically. right. And people don't even know that. I mean, most people don't know that. They just hear Star Citizen and that's it. They don't get the whole idea of the universe versus the individual chapters or games that are going to get released later on. Oh, you know? I mean, there could still be Legos. I remember um, they won that Lego contest. I don't know. I think that may have failed through, but. It, it could be Lego sets, uh, yeah. comics, like all. There's gonna be all kind of stuff coming out. Yeah. Books. <clears throat> so yeah, we game. haven't even gotten into franchise stuff yet. Yeah, Flame. <laughs> thanks for stopping by and thanks for following. Okay. Well, anyway, listen. We are at the end of our time together. Uh, we hopefully that we covered some good things to you guys. Uh, Moonrunner, thanks for uh, for following. Hopefully. Uh, we answered some questions from you guys. If you guys have any questions and you want to, we also have a thing where we go into our Discord for a few minutes right after the show. And if you want to talk to us or ask us any questions, you can do that by looking at the bottom of our page, clicking on the Discord. It'll take you right into our general chat. And hopefully, Gio, if you got a few minutes and uh, you, uh, Unique, if you got a couple of minutes, we'll be in there for a few minutes. If you want to come in and say hi or ask us any questions about anything in the show, it will be a great thing. Ops Chief, you don't like this game? Okay, well, you can get on the uh, Reddit refund list and you don't have to get the game. He's, he's, just, he's just teasing. Uh, but uh, we won't talk about who started the Reddit refund list, but uh, there's still some hating going on out there, even too, guys, even today, which still kind of blows my mind. Just make a smart decision. If you've never seen the game, do the research for yourself. That's what I did. I didn't let no one... Whoa, 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 slow down. You said make a smart decision. Is that the word you really wanted to use? Is that what you really want? Oh, man. I was going to let it slide. I heard him say it. I had the same reaction. I was going to let it slide. I said it's subconscious. It's okay. Give him a break. Give him a break. Not smart son. Don't make a not smart uh, decision. You know, don't make this one. Oh, you know, uh, the star system cannot be done because I am totally fucking ignorant. Don't don't make that type of smart decision. No, actually, do your research. Look it up. There's there's probably thousands of hours worth of videos where you can watch and look, see what's coming, and you'll be able to figure it out. That's what I did. Stop by our group and uh, hit us up. I'll yep. happily show you around. I, I bought a ship. I, I was so thrilled about this project i bought a shit before i even had a ouch. to play it ouch <laughs> yeah all the hangar yeah, stuff oh, yeah, i kind of missed all that right yeah i was still buying ships i had no pc i had like a little shitty laptop when this was an arcade that was the only game i was able to play and i was i was still you know help develop this game like this shit got to get done because <laughs> nobody's doing it because you look at like the playstation 2 mm -hmm. area 2 era up to like the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. I think that was like a golden right, right. age of, of game. Like we we had some real good games then, and it seems like after that, they kind of just it's been going down. I haven't seen nothing mm. cool though. So all right, well, listen. Hopefully, next time we see you guys next week, we're going to be doing uh, a show on uh, trailers from the sh from the different ships of Star Citizen. But the week after that, we are hoping and praying 
Update 3.9 should be out. We know that the Evocati has been pushing on it and they're getting closer and closer to it. We'll be able to talk about the prison system. We'll be able to talk about uh, the Idris, which everybody can't wait to see. Uh, we'll be able to talk about what it means to eat food in Star Citizen and drink in Star Citizen to see if it's as bad as everybody thinks it's going to be. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff oh, that we'll be covering. Oh, hell no. They, they, late, they late with 3.9. It's obviously a scam. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if coronavirus is going on. It's a scam because they didn't put out the time. Took the I don't, I don't care. A 3. I don't care, so I don't care if they were going to see home. that. It's a scam. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we're going to go ahead and set up and see who we can uh, who we can raid tonight. I'm not sure who you want to send out to. Man, uh, man Gio, you stole my line because I was going to do the same thing you just did, but you did it better than I did. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, we want to say good night. Thank you guys for sitting in with us tonight. And uh, be sure to come back next Sunday, 7 p.m. Come back anytime. Uh, follow us if you're not following us on Twitter. Yes, yeah, several times Central. Thank you for the, because, um, you know, Ascard has to remind me because he's on the East Coast. But uh, both to Unique and to uh, Geo. Geo, listen, man, we want to see you back in the universe, man. I know you took a little yeah. break, but it's good to see you, man. It's happy to see your, your smiling face back in the Star Citizen community. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. There you me, go. Man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some. All right, so. sounds good. And I, I, I know most of us are, are older black men, but I hope this episode didn't raise our <laughs> Oh, the old man joke. <laughs> the old man joke. Ain't this a trip? Y'all may y'all may not go up. I haven't seen that not smart motherfucker in years. I couldn't believe he's still relevant. <sighs> All right. Anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Love, peace, and soul. We'll see you guys later. Take care.